Welcome to Word Alive Broadcast with Ricky and Sherry Blevins. We believe that as you listen to today's message, God's Word will come alive in your heart to help you obtain victory in every area of your life. I want to teach today on the subject of healing again. And one thing we have to do in the subject of healing is to fight the good fight of faith. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So what he's saying here is, the devil, what he's saying here, the devil also try to steal your salvation is what he's saying. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. But he'll also try to steal your healing. Now, if you now after you get uh, born again and after you get healed, you can receive your healing, but he'll try to tell you you're not saved. The devil ever tried to tell anybody in here that uh, you've never been saved before? Well, if you acted like that, you must not be. But the Father God, if you become born again, you're born again. And he tries to tell you everything he can to keep you from walking in the fullness of your salvation or the fullness of your healing, whatever it may be. Uh, verse uh, John 10, verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So Jesus said the thief comes to steal. He'll come to steal Everything you got, if he can. He'll try to steal your marriage away from you. He'll try to steal your house away from you. He'll try to steal your salvation from you, your healing, your prosperity. Everything he can get, he'll try to take it if he can. He'll try to take your job if he, if he can. But you have to come against him and say, you're not doing that, devil. And if you'll look at Ephesians, in chapter 2, which I taught on this earlier, that we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above all principality and power, and might and dominion, and not only in this world, because Jesus has been given the name above all names, and uh, he, is, he has the name above all names in this world, heaven, earth, and beneath the earth. No matter where it's at, the name of Jesus is the name above every name, and we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So if we are one with him, then we have that authority to come against that and say, I'm not allowing that devil. I'll receive my healing then. You're not taking it away from me. Instead, a lot of times people get a symptom and they say, well, I thought I got healed, but I guess I'm not because I got this symptom and then they get worse. And you know what you have to do? You have to say, I was healed when I received it and I'm healed now. And a symptom, you have to go in the name of Jesus. And guess what? When you speak the name that's above every name, guess what happened? It had no other choice but to leave. It has no other choice. And when you say it, you say, that was done and it had no other choice. And don't give it any other choice. Now, if it tries to come back, you say, 
Since when did you have the authority to try to come back? You don't have that authority. I told you you have to go and I have authority over you. I have authority over sickness. I have authority over disease because I have the name above every name. And it cannot stay because I told it to go. And we have to walk in that and fight the good fight of faith. That's one way you do it. That's one way you do it because you don't allow it. And if you do allow it, then what happened is you just gave up and said, well, I thought the promises of God were true, but really I don't know if they really were or not. No, you have to take the promises of God and say, yes, they are, yes, and amen. They are yes and amen. The promises of God are all yes and amen. There is no changing. It said the Lord Jesus Christ was the same yesterday. He's the same today, and he'll be the same forever. So we have to say the word of God never changes. So, so if the word doesn't change, then what the truth is about the situation, I was healed, and I am now, and I won't accept anything else. Is that right? Well, we have to look at how the devil operates to be able to walk in the fullness of the good fight of faith. And let's go to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1 through 8. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made, and he said to the woman, God has indeed said you shall not eat of the of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said you shall not eat of it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. You won't die. He's saying, God told you a lie, Eve. Eve, he told you a lie, didn't he? God's word couldn't be true, Eve. For God knows that in the day that, in the day that you eat it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So in other words, He's saying if you do it, it, it won't, you won't die. He's just telling you something to keep you from eating that fruit. He tries to tell you that God's word is not true. That's how he deceived Eve. That's how he, he stole everything away from Adam and Eve by telling them an untruth and they believed it. Is that right? Exactly how I did it. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of his fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and then they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Now see, what God said happened, didn't it? He said, you'll surely die. So what happened was they died spiritually. But he says, oh, it's now won't happen to you because he knew if they were in their fallen state that he could have authority over them. He knew what he was doing. He knew if he could, t if he could get them to believe the lie that he could get what he wanted. And today that he does the same thing 
He says, if you'll only believe my lies, then I can do to you whatever I want to do. That's exactly how he does it. The same way today, we just have to be understanding of what God's word says and say, I'm not listening to your lies. That's the way he did Jesus. He even tried that on Jesus when uh, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil for 40 days. He was tempted. And everything he did, he tried to say, he tried to take God's word and twist it around to where it was an untruth and make Jesus say that what he was saying was true instead of what God's word really said. That's exactly what he did. And every time Jesus would take the word of God and defeat him with the word of God, defeat him with the truth. So he'll try to tell you today, it's not your day for healing. Healing was done away with. You did something wrong. You don't deserve your healing. You sinned. You won't receive your healing. You can't keep your healing. You did something wrong. And I have a right to come in and take it away from him. But let me tell you, he has no right to take anything away from you. Your sin is between you and the Father God. And the only thing that between you and the devil that you having have any encounter with is your foot upon his head. His Head is up under your foot because you're the body of Christ and he says that we are seated in heavenly places above all principality and power and might and dominion. And the only way you're going to get defeated is to believe the lie of the devil, just like Adam and Eve did. He never changes. He still uses the same tactics. There's no other way he can beat you except for telling you a lie and you believe it. And either you believe the truth or you believe the lie. And that's what happens. Then God's going, well, you believed the lie, didn't you? So they did, and then he, which it didn't surprise God. I mean, you're not going to surprise him with anything. But what he's saying is, we have to understand what God's word says and walk in the truth. Let's go to Mark chapter 4 and verse 13 through 20. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now what did he do with Adam and Eve? God said, don't eat of that tree because you'll die. What did he do? He took the word out of their heart that God sowed in their heart and made them believe a lie. He took it away so that they wouldn't walk in the truth, and then he defeated them. Amen? That's right. That's what happened, wasn't it? These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. So in other words, you can hear the word, and then you know it gets, a, it gets down in your heart. But after a while... The devil keeps coming in and telling you all these lies and all these things, and then you start believing them, and then he, he comes in there and steals it again. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. What does it arise for? To see if you're going to believe it or not for the word's sake. 
That's why he does it, to see if you're going to believe it or not. Then when you, and then if you don't, then they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So what he's saying here, the business of this world and all the cares of this world will come in and try to take away the word out of your heart. The cares of this world, how am I going to make it through instead of taking God's word and say, this is what God's word says about this situation. And it says in uh, Philippians chapter 4, says, uh, Be anxious and fretful over nothing, but in all things, but prayer and supplication. Let your requests be made known unto God, and uh, the peace that passes all understanding shall guard your hearts and your mind. So that's what we have to do. We have to take God's word and pray and speak God's word over the situations. And then it guards our hearts. And then we walk in the truth of the word. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it and bear fruit. Some 30, some 60, and some 100. And what he's saying here is, if you take the word of God, you hear it, you accept it and bear fruit then what happens is you'll start walking in the truth of it and nothing can take it out of your heart. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can contact us at our website at wacba.org. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, to give, or any other reason, you can do so by going to our website, wacba.org, or by mail at Word Alive Church, P.O. Box 3067, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma 74013.